Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. What's up, Agency Go fam? Before we get started on this podcast episode, I wanted to give you guys a notice that the audio quality on this episode is a little bit off on my end. I made a mistake when I was using Zoom. I'm actually just switching over to Zoom from a different recording tool I was using. When I switched over, the audio I joined in was dialed dial-in instead of Wi-Fi. And for some reason, when I dialed in, it caused the audio to be very distorted. So it shouldn't sound like this for future episodes, but Just a heads up, I definitely hope you listen to this one, though. This is a very big influence in the space named Alex Berman. Uh, He's launching a new SaaS product on the back of his marketing agencies he's had for years. He has over 70,000 YouTube subscribers and huge amount of followers on other platforms, too. You don't want to miss this episode, so don't let my audio quality perturb you in any way. Definitely listen to it. His audio quality sounds great, so I hope you get the most out of it. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with the Alex Berman. He has a multitude of different uh, software companies and agency products in the uh, digital marketing space. But the one we're going to be talking about today is his company, Taplio, which he scaled really quickly. And I believe, Alex, you're actually calling in from, you're not in the States currently. You're actually in India. Is that correct? Or where are you at right now? I'm in New Delhi, India. Nice. What has that been like working out of different country? Because you're not originally from India, right? You're, you're, you're from the States, correct? Or are you from somewhere else? Yeah, I'm from the States. I was born in Tampa, Florida. It's fine, dude. It's fun. I don't know. I miss my family. But besides that, uh, it's very good. <laughs> you know, fat. Yeah. yeah. Talk about link mode, bro. Imagine having zero distractions. I can't even really go outside without beggars, like, hounding me for cash. So I'm just stuck in this hotel room. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it was like, you know, that's obviously how it's like in some parts of the States, but definitely, um, I think prevalent in other countries a lot, right? So it definitely depends where you're at. But what I'm curious about, specifically when it comes to Taplio, is what is the goal of the software? I believe from what I've seen on LinkedIn, you're actually using the AI-generated content to post on LinkedIn currently. Is that correct? Oh, Yeah. So Taplio, if you guys don't know, whoever's listening, it's, it is AI-generated content. The whole point is to create a month of LinkedIn content in 10 minutes. So that's exactly what I'm using it for. I'll go in there. Taplio will generate my 10 LinkedIn posts for the day, and I'll either queue those up or I'll rewrite them based on you know whatever, use them as a starting point, and yeah, post them up. And I've seen, I've seen a lift in our engagement because of it. Our clients have seen a lift, um, and even some clients that are doing ghostwriting for other people including some of our LinkedIn posts have now switched over to using Taplio. And uh, I can't tell you the company that's yeah. doing it. I don't know if they want anyone to know that, but they're seeing an improvement <laughs> in all of their posts. And these are big guys. Like I can't even name their clients without revealing who they are, but like your favorite best-selling yeah. author, whoever the first one that popped <laughs> in your head, it's a very high chance that they're a client of these guys. And now they're using Taplio behind wow. the scenes as well. Well, I was going to say there's a couple of forces that you're that are working in your favor. Uh, one is obviously the um, the fact that you uh, you have a, a we'll we'll, talk, we'll touch on this as well, which I think is important. Is you have a, a really large social media following you built up over years. I actually asked you about this uh, in a previous call. We had like what's the what's the strategy? Like how'd you do it? And you just said you showed up for seven years straight. 
and uh, grew every year compounding. So that's pretty great to hear. So you had that force that's working for you. You mentioned something about how you guys have this database that is like proprietary that gives you access to all the top LinkedIn posts. And those LinkedIn posts are essentially fueling this AI algorithm. And I'd say the third thing from what it looks like is that you're, you're riding this wave of AI becoming more complex and uh, with GPT-3, OpenAI, um, you have these three forces working for you. How much of an effect have those three forces been on your business? Like which one would you say is causing the most of a positive impact currently in what you're doing right now? So GPT-3 definitely helped uh, from a machine learning point of view, but what a lot of people think is GPT-3, uh, you can just plug it in and then it'll work perfectly. But the AI is only as good as the training models. So GPT-3, right. like you could try to build your own Taplio, but it wouldn't be good unless you had the tens of thousands of LinkedIn posts to feed it. Um, and it's not just giving it the posts, but it's giving it positive and, uh, and negative feedback. So what you really want is you want it to know, hey, if I write a post this way, it'll get two likes. Or if I write a post this way, it'll get 2,000 likes. So you really just need to be feeding it that way. So to answer your question, it's all of it. GPT-3 gave us the training model, the natural AI language, but we need the training data. We need that, that proprietary data set. And then I'd say one thing you didn't mention is also just our content creation knowledge, because it's not just me, but Tebow and Tom both have pretty large, decently large social media followings, like 20, 30,000 people. And so they understand what makes yeah. good content as well. So they can push back on on the AI more than a lot of people. You know, I've seen a lot of these AI startups pop up from people that don't understand the space. For instance, there's a couple AI first line startups for cold emails created by people that don't send cold email or never sent cold email in their life. So when they go here and they try to create this, this model, it's obviously gonna be flawed versus something like us. Yeah. Like we just added AI first lines to Taplio and I spent 30, 40 minutes writing I think I wrote 200 first lines, but the first lines that we were able to generate based on our knowledge are better than anything I've ever seen. And it's because they're short. It's like, you know, hey, Lucas, big fan of the podcast. Those are the AI first lines right. that I want to create. Like most people, <laughs> when, when you go through it, it's like, hey, Lucas, big fan of the podcast. You know, I also grew up at XYZ City and like, blah, blah, like all these lines. <laughs> and so when you, when you create data without having any of the real market experience, then you're going to come up with bad data and, and whatever you feed the AI, it's going to give you more of. You know, what's interesting is there are some big players or upcoming players like smartwriter.ai, copy.ai, uh, these tools for doing something similar. But I think what, what's interesting about you is that you have what seems to be, I might be mistaken here, maybe I am, but it seems to be it's the only tool that really is focused on LinkedIn specifically and is actually kind of finding ways to work within the LinkedIn API. I, I saw actually an email I think you sent out a few days ago talking about how there, you guys were actually able to do replies, I believe, through the API. I forgot what it was, but it's something you guys were able to do instead of LinkedIn API that nobody else was able to do so far. Well, what was that? What, what have you guys been able to do again? What was that? Uh, tagging users and companies in, in posts, which seems like such an obvious thing. But if you look at Buffer and you look at actually every other company, um, they can't yeah. do it. But we got it. Took Tebow a couple days you <laughs> know, to figure it out. <laughs> I was going to say, so you guys must have some solid IP around this. Are you the main developer or do you bring, do you partner with the development team and then they're the ones cracking these things and figuring out how to build the solid IP into the business or what's, what's been working there? Tebow is our, our main developer. He's a, he's a rock star, unhirable. He's one of the founders of this other company, Tweet Hunter. And now he's in yeah. uh, Taplia. 
And now what I like about him is a lot of CTOs, a lot of development partners would try to outsource the work and like hire agencies or hire whoever. But he's one of these guys that would rather sit there for eight hours and figure out the problem rather than trying to hire somebody yeah. to do it. And it's, I know from experience that is exceedingly rare. I don't know yeah. anyone else that does that. <laughs> That's yeah. how rare it is. And I've met maybe thousands of developers, maybe uh, tens of thousands. Every single one of them would try to hire on Upwork or, or hire an Indian dev to try to do this. <laughs> I would say, I mean, that, that is actually really interesting because you and I hit a similar run rate with our software in a pretty similar period of time. Both started this year, both around like the 15 to 20K run rate monthly. And I definitely think a lot of our uh, success is actually similar. And I try to encourage the agencies who are listening to this podcast to do the same thing. If they're going to try to start an application to, to definitely keep their costs low and to do a lot of the gritty work themselves. I mean, it's, it's a, a testament to what you just said, the fact that you guys figured out something that these $100 million plus publicly traded companies haven't figured out yet, which is, you would think, an innovation problem. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you as well. It's, it's the type uh, of thing I can't talk about too much. Like, I feel like if I yeah. say too many words, they'll grab, yeah, no, it's, it's cool to have this kind of proprietary knowledge as well. <laughs> it hurts me because yeah, I want to say it, really but I can't. Is. I would say too, one thing I'm curious about is, you know, what you're doing with Taplio is you're, you know, you're, you're encouraging people to schedule their content faster by not having to write it as much. And I actually use Hype Fury currently for my Twitter uh, post. And one thing I love about Hype Fury is it recalls all my old tweets uh, that are the most popular and it'll like, it'll just let me retweet it and stuff. And I think that's so great because it does allow me to produce more content. And I'm already seeing the impact in my life from producing more content. I mean, I just started this year a regular day for me is probably not the same day for you because you probably get a lot more inquiries than I do for sure. But I'm starting to see people flooding in asking for my stuff, even though I don't have that many followers and we're just flush with meetings. One thing I want to do though here on this podcast is I want to have you sort of explain what like a regular day is in the life of Alex Berman when it comes to these inquiries from social media or just conversations we have from social and like how big that actually is because what I see Taplio is at the end of the day is like a big carrot trying to encourage more agencies to create content. So if they follow in your footsteps and for the next seven years, they create content, what does that look like at the end of the seven years? What does their typical day look like for you in terms of the demand you're generating online through social? So it really depends what we're doing. I know for Taplio, what did we sign up? One, two, three, four. I think we signed up about 30 paying customers today at 39 bucks wow. a month. I think at the same time, we also booked for our agency maybe 37, 40 meetings in the last two days. Um, I don't know. I don't deal with any of this stuff. I'm not day-to-day -day in the in the agency. I just kind of see what's going on. Yeah. When, so when you're talking about like, what is it like in terms of volume? We have a whole team, yeah. bro. In the meanwhile, right. we're negotiating sponsorship deals. Um, we have, you know, course sales coming in. We've got, I, I don't know. I Like, that's why when we started this interview, I'm like, let's just talk about Taplio because that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Um, I had somebody offer... I had yep. someone offer to pay me for consulting two days ago. He was this big YouTuber, uh, like 150,000 subs. And he was like, all right, what, what is an hour of consulting? And I pitched him. It was like, you know, I'll do four hours for 10,000. He's like, oh, no, it's not interesting. So I just decided to meet with him for free. Yeah. And we had a good conversation for free because he had the 150,000 subs. But like, I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm over doing things for money. I just want to grow Taplio and uh, take over yeah. the world of they all. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I, I, for me, it, it, it's about sort of what money can do more than what money can, can bring to you. And I think, you know, I definitely want to talk about Taplio. I think it's just interesting, though, what you, what you mentioned with the volume, because 
I had a very small experience of this with the, a recent tweet that got a little bit of traction. And I was like, wow, this is really starting to pay off. And so I'm just trying to make, I've just been drilling. Oh, I said, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's more than you could possibly imagine. Like just yeah. imagine every right. dream that you ever had, you know, you know, you want to book yourself solid. You can do it in a tweet. You want to gain 20K MRR for your startup. You can do that in about a week and a half. You know, like it's literally whatever you want to do, you can do. Full abundance. It crazy. I, I remember how hard it was to book 100 in a month for my agency before social. And then there's like before social and there's like life after social. And it literally is BS that I didn't spend time, you know, more time on social media before this year is crazy. So anyways, back to Taplio. Like I think we were talking about on the last episode or whatever, last time we talked, I have been putting in time for yeah. seven years. because it's, it's the only thing that really matters. You know, how yeah. well do we know each other, right? We, we've only talked for what, 30 minutes, but we both feel like we know each other because right. we've read each other's content or seen each other's videos or whatever. Like yeah. most of the interaction we have with people these days is through videos and tweets and blog posts and all this stuff. And if you're not making videos or writing tweets or writing blog posts or posting on LinkedIn, you might as well not exist. Like for real, like I don't right. think about, I only think about the people that I'm seeing in my life right now. And those people are on my right. timeline. Yeah. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. Very true. It's very true. So tell me a little bit about that for Taplio. Like, what is the roadmap? And maybe you could just explain the value prop of Taplio a little bit more in a little more detail, because clearly I know we've talked about you can tag people. That's really cool. And then obviously you can generate content, but there is a lot of tools that generate content via AI. So for, for you, what, what, what do you think justifies the $39 a month more than anything else? Taplio is a LinkedIn lead generation tool as much as something like a Zopto or an Expandy is, you know, so those tools focus on outreach. We focus on inbound marketing. So what I've found is having relevant comments on other people's posts, having relevant posts that go viral and that hit on LinkedIn can be as effective or even more effective than automated outreach for LinkedIn. So if you want to generate a ton more right. leads, you got to have content in there, bro. That's what it is. A lot of people will go out there and they'll spend $2,000 on a content person to go out there and, and write posts right. and Taplio effectively replaces that person. So instead of spending right. 2000, you're spending 39. Uh, that's about it. The other benefit that yeah. I've seen for organizations is let's say you're the CEO of a company and you have, let's say 30 people on your team, right? You want your CFO to post content. You want your CTO to post content on LinkedIn, but you don't want them to spend eight hours writing that content. 
you want your CFO to be doing your, your books, right? You don't want them to be uh, spending eight hours, but you also want the benefit of the brand. So the real benefit of Taplio is not in saving you time, it's saving your team time. Because imagine if all 30 of your employees were posting about your brand even once a week. That's 30 brand mentions a week. The reach on that is higher than any advertising. It's higher than any outreach your one sales guy is going to do. Uh, and there's a tremendous amount of value that's, that's added there. Right. You know, I'm an agency operator. Most people who are listening to the show are an agency operator. And a lot of them, almost all of them, are wanting to scale faster. When it comes to using Taplio, I'm going to describe a strategy of how I would use it. I'm curious if that's what you would recommend somebody does with this. And, and I think you'll like it because it, it suggests that they need to buy a lot of these uh, subscriptions. So bear with me. I, this is how you would use it. What I would do, and I'm actually already doing with my own team with Taplio, is you get people to sign up who are like your BDRs. And you basically say, look, don't even spend time thinking about this content. Just start you know, review it to make sure it's not saying something you don't agree with, but like, don't, don't spend a lot of time, just schedule out your whole week. And then based on every single interaction that occurs on LinkedIn, start a conversation, genuine conversation with these people. If somebody engages with you, follows you, comments on a post, just hit them up. Just say, Hey, saw you engage with my stuff. Like, how are you doing? What piqued your interest? Do that, duplicate it out to five, 10, 20 BDRs in your team to do exactly what you just said, which is to maximize the reach. Is that an efficient way to uh, to use Taplio? Is that where you're seeing most people using Taplio get the best benefit? Because I know right now I've managed a lot of sales teams and I have a sales team. And one issue they always have with writing content is the time it takes. They're always stressed about it. They don't want to spend time doing it. But I just tell them, look, use Taplio. It saves you all this time. So is that what you would basically recommend? Is that the strategy that's best? It's part of the strategy that's best, yeah. The other thing you could do is get your entire team on there. Um, because what we have is dashboards. So basically, let's say you're, you're the director of HR, you could be running the entire organization posting from 40, 50 accounts if you really wanted to do that. Um, and then the other thing you could do is it's, it's all about the commenting and engagement as well. This is phase 1.5 of Taplio. We already have the engagement feature for current Taplio users where you can go in there and it'll read the post and write a comment. But what we're adding now is you can make a list of any company or you can even import a sales nav. And it'll show you the latest post of this person. This is in beta right now. This isn't live. It'll show you the latest post of whatever person. And then you can write a comment in one click and post and like uh, on, the, on that. So let's imagine you have like a list mm. of, you know, your dream 100 companies. Now you can just be hitting those posts every single day, commenting, engaging with relevant comments. And actually the AI is better at writing comments yeah. than a human is because it's got it the is. patience to actually write uh, <laughs> comments of value. So is the next step for you, so, so this is, I have, I have two final questions before we go into lightning round and wrap things up here. Uh, one thing is, what is the next step for Tapio? Are you going to ride LinkedIn out for a while, or do you plan on spreading into more uh, social media channels? There are 800 million users on LinkedIn. Well, let's get 100 yeah. million of them. Let's get 200 million of them. I don't think there's a reason to go anywhere else right now. Very fair. Fair point. And then the second thing was for your experience with an agency, I think it is actually pertinent you touch on that for a second, because a lot of people who are listening to the show, they want to launch their own SaaS products. And we were 300 agencies inside the agency go membership, and they, a large percentage of them are either working on a software or they want to get, start one, but the ones who haven't started one don't know what to do. But you, from what I understand, have an agency and you started with an agency. 
And then you also went into software a, a number of years ago and have been expanding your software products since then. So is that a road you recommend everyone take with an agency? Have you seen, is it like, would you describe it as one of the better decisions you've made in your life? Or do you think it's only because you like software that you want to get into that space? I mean, is that the natural progression you think most agencies should be going towards? It's the natural progression. Yeah. Because with an agency, it's very hard to scale. Um, it's very hard to scale and it's hard to consistently deliver value. So for instance, with an agency, I don't, I don't care if you have the best processes in the world. Let's say you close a hundred thousand dollar custom software development gig right? What are the odds that's going to go over budget? I would say based on my experience selling now millions of software deals across multiple companies, I would say 50% chance that goes over budget, like tremendously, not even like 10% over budget, but like they're losing 50, 60 grand on this hundred K deal they thought was going to be majorly profitable. So yes, I would yeah. use agencies as short-term cash flow, but I would get out of it um, into either courses or, uh, or consulting or both uh, courses, consulting or software or all three of those as fast as I can. Um, you really wanna get into something that's scalable. The question that you should be asking is, if you gained a thousand customers tomorrow, would everything in your business break? And if you're running an agency, the answer is typically yes. If you're running software, yeah. the answer is typically no. You'd be fine. And you have a huge advantage because it's, it's the network effects you know, as well that kick in. I'm already seeing that with us. Like It's a community, so it's every incremental user is adding more positivity of the network. So let's wrap up here and give you an opportunity to, to talk about how they can get access to uh, Taplio. But I wanted to have some rapid fire questions real quick. Do you have a business book that you recommend for the audience? I know your book, right? Cold email. You can, you can plug that if you want. Cold, yeah, email cold email manifesto. Right? manifesto. So, you know, I really, I still like 10X rule. It's simple. It's like 10X everything you do. Right. But <laughs> Grant Cardone, yeah. 10X rule. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And this one's going to be exciting because you are building in public. So I think I can ask you about these numbers. You're at what in revenue right now? We're just under 16. I think we're at 15.8 thousand a month. And that was just two months, right? Two months. Just yeah. We launched. just exited beta yeah. last month. Fantastic. If you had to grow the software 10 times to hit 160,000 MRR within the next 12 months, what's your strategy? You got to summarize it briefly. Scaling the channels that are working. So number one is going to be influencers and using other people's audiences. That's been the biggest for us so far. We've been giving access to our tool to some key influencers, just, you know, gifting it to them and not asking for anything in return. And what's happened a lot of the time is, uh, you know, they'll talk about us. So for instance, uh, I don't want to name the guy because we don't want to, you know, have everybody pitching him, but um, we gave, give access to, to, some influencer the other day, he had like 30,000 on Twitter. And just like a couple of days later, he wrote this beautiful thread all about Taplio. And we got over 150 paid signups in 24 hours, uh, just off of just <laughs> off of this one thread. So that cost us nothing to give him access. Okay. Uh, and it made us a bunch of money. So I'm going to do a lot more of that. Um, I just queued out a cold email campaign to go out uh, today to influencers. Um, and we're going to do this at a, uh, at a scale, um, that is unmatched. You know, I don't want to reach out to 70 influencers. I want to reach out to 7,000 or 70,000 or all of them. You know, I really want to reach out to all of them. Right. <laughs> However many yeah. that is. Well, how do you, how do you go about getting these lists? Are you manually building them or you must procure them somehow, right? Or are you, is there a place someone can go to to meet these uh, influencers or like procure a list or do you have to manually have a VA go and comb through a list? Yeah, I've been manually doing it with a VA. That's yeah. one reason why we're in India. I really like... Um, we got boots on the ground here. So I'm, we're, I'm talking to these guys, we're negotiating and we're, we're making stuff happen out here. 
So last question here is basically how can people get started? You know, what is your, uh, you know, how do they, how do they join? What's the next steps for them? Sure. Well, Taplio is free to join. You can start the free trial over at taplio.com. Get in there, fill out the onboarding form, see how the AI performs for your account. If you like the content, stick around. I know you will. Taplio.com. Yeah. Actually, I do want to squeeze one more thing in here before I wrap up. A lot of people on the show, obviously, they're interested in learning how to scale, and a lot of them get discouraged pretty often. You've been doing this for, uh, has it been seven years total that you've been just doing entrepreneurship for about 10 years, or how long you've been at it? 2013, maybe nine years. Yeah, nine, 10 years. You don't have to necessarily share the numbers if you'd want to, but if you had to plot it on a graph, just like how was the growth in your own life, whether you want to base that on your social media following or, or finance, whatever you use as your metric of success, how's that grown over time? Was it exponential or was it pretty, even like with financial success, has it been linear? Or have you basically seen a couple of years of huge growth and then plateaus? And I'm just curious how you would generally plot that out for people. We've seen a lot of plateaus. Well, for me, I always keep changing my mission because I'm a big fan of freedom. So like, I felt like I was retired pretty yeah. early on, even with just like 3000 a month come in. And I was like, All right, I don't have to work. I can do whatever I want. And then we had a lot of success early on with one of our lead gen startups we had out in Silicon Valley. We actually had about 1.3 million a month in revenue on that one before it wow. crashed and burned. And that, that's one reason why I'm so against um, or why I'm so scared of massively scaling agencies because I saw all yeah. this money burn up, dude. I lost about $10 million over the course of 30 days. <laughs> it hurt me, dude, you know, in my core. And then I had to pay off a bunch of debt and like, it was not a fun oh time, but we've had like some, some huge successes, yeah. uh, some huge failures. And uh, I would say now we're on, we're on kind of an upswing. Um, and I think this upswing, oh. we're going to ride all the way to the end. I think you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think it's just all about getting everything right. What I've found is you got to want it. Like I lost a lot of years because I was out in Hollywood trying to be a screenwriter and a stand-up comedian and all this stuff. When if I had just oh, focused really? on math earlier. That's really cool. I was actually also in Hollywood. That was what I was doing before this. I was um, directing and writing and that was what I wanted to do. And then once I hit junior year of college, I said, I'm going to focus on business. But that was what I was doing for a while. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we were doing that too, pitching TV shows. I was writing movies. I made a film. Not made. We shot the film. We did a rough edit and then I abandoned it because the quality was terrible. <laughs> That's as far as I got. <laughs> and then I wrote about four or five other feature length scripts. Um, it's just wide focused on SaaS three years ago, four years ago. We would be three to four years ahead of where we are now. I don't regret anything about That's my life so far. Though, it's all been fucking sick. You know, <laughs> it's all fun. Right. That's how I feel about social media. But, you know, even when I think about that, I'm like, well, I am growing faster because I had this experience. And I have something to talk about. Same thing with you. Like you have a social media following. So your SaaS is going to grow way faster than if you didn't. So, you know, it's all, it's all in hindsight. Hindsight is 2020. But I'll wrap up here because I know you probably got to jump. Thank you so much for being on the show, Alex. For everybody listening, Alex Berman has a couple of different awesome products. But the main one, Taplio, growing super fast. Already hit $16,000 a month of recurring revenue within less than 30 days, it sounds like. So thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, go to taplio.com if you're interested in it. Until next time, Alex, I will talk to you later. Thank you.